Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Charlie Kirk Show. This is Andrew Colvett, executive producer of The Charlie Kirk Show, honored to be guest hosting, along with Blake Neff, another Charlie Kirk Show producer. Charlie had a last-minute change of schedule this morning, so we filled in and honored to do so, as always. We break down for you the disastrous, the abysmal, the abominable, very bad border bill that should be titled the Invasion Authorization Act. We go through point by point, explaining just how god-awful this thing really is. And as bad as you might have heard that it is, it's even worse. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to The Charlie Kirk Show. I'm producer Blake. I'm not Charlie. Uh, Charlie did have to step out uh, temporarily. For now, uh, we told you it was going to be bad, and if anything, it is worse. I'm talking, of course, about the Senate uh, border deal, as they like to call it, uh, negotiated by Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma. Uh, Negotiating is probably a very generous word to use here. Uh, Honestly, it's amazing what Democrats were able to do. They were able to craft a bill that is a huge number of things that they like, And they got a Republican to be the face of it. Uh, We've been talking about it for several weeks, but it was all in hushed whispers. Uh, Lankford would come out and say, you guys haven't seen the bill yet. We haven't. People are attacking it and they don't know what's in it. Well, last night, the uh, text of the Senate border bill came out. Uh, It's over uh, 300 pages long. And as is commonly the case with Congress, they release a bill that is longer than many novels and they want to pass it very quickly. Uh, All of us are taking our time to read through the bill. We're going to, I think, find many things wrong with it over the days and weeks to come. But a lot of bad stuff stood out right away. Uh, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say this is one of the worst pieces of legislation we have ever seen produced by a Republican. And that's saying a lot. The Republicans have been around for 150 years. Uh, Reading through it, and we'll get into all of the details over the course of this hour and in uh, the next hour, but... You get the feeling reading this, you can kind of have two interpretations of it. One is that Senator Langford and his staff, they might have just been like Democrats ran circles around them. Like the Democrats know more about border policy. And so they know what they can insert into the bill that will be helpful to them. And maybe the staff on for Senator Langford or other senators are like, well, this seems like a good idea. And they just do it. But maybe that's just us trying to find a way to cope with this because the alternative is that this is a sinister piece of legislation and that if they know what they're doing, they are definitely selling out their constituents. They're 
basically selling out the country. And you just don't want to think, would they deliberately do this? Would a senator from Oklahoma, one of the reddest states, one of the most MAGA states, one of the states that most wants us to secure the border, would their senator just go and do this? Um, it's it's really jarring. And Did you say, do we have Andrew? All right. Uh, awesome. I'm joined by uh, producer Andrew as well. Uh, howdy, hey, Andrew. Good to have you. Good morning, uh, Mike. Uh, man, I you know I don't blame Charlie for you know not being here because I wouldn't want to talk about this either. I'm just going through this bill, the 300 pages of it. What's in it? It is. It's really disturbing to imagine that apparently a majority of Senate Republicans want to pass this. Well, let's let's go back, Blake, and think about how we got here, right? So we we got this leaked bill. There was uh, what was her name? Penny. She actually came into our our show. Um, she's been a, you know, an, an immigration ad activist really for 20, 25 years. She gets a leaked copy of this bill, um, from somebody within the negotiation circles, right? So then it gets leaked to Fox, this, this image, this screen grab goes viral on the internet. We call out Langford by name multiple times. Charlie does it on Twitter. And then we're told that the bill is that, that a lie will get around the world twice before the truth has a chance to put on it, put on its pants, Right. That wait till we wait till we get to see what it is. Um, that that this has all been taken out of context, et cetera, et cetera. Well, then we find out that it's all true. That it is as bad, if not worse, than we were led to believe, and that that actually the facts that we were leaked were true. Exactly. And, it- you know, I saw I saw a tweet from Molly Hemingway last night where she basically, as soon as she saw it, she said. Senator Langford should resign in disgrace and give Governor Stitt another chance to uh, appoint somebody that actually represents the great state of Oklahoma. And we've had Governor Stitt on the show recently. Um, great man, great patriot, rock rib conservative. And I think that is totally right. And everybody's like, we should, we should recall Langford after this. Well, you can't recall a senator, folks. So the guy's in there. And this is exactly the way the game is played. They put Langford in charge. McConnell put Langford in the, in the negotiating uh, seat because he's got five years left until he gets reelected. And they're banking on the fact that Oklahomans and Americans have a short memory and they will forget this and they will forgive it and they'll just reelect him like business as usual. That's exactly the way the game was played. They, he was chosen on purpose, and I want everybody to internalize that, that you have a party that is not an ap- opposition party in D.C. that put their puppet, Lankford, up on this in, in this position on purpose because he would tow the party line, he would get the deal for Ukraine, and we would be American last all over again, and then he'd have five years to let everybody forget, forgive and forget and move on. Well, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen this time. Yeah, and you know, a friend of mine made the argument when I was talking about this with him that it's more treacherous than it seems at first because you know, so far, Speaker Johnson has, to his credit, said this bill is dead on arrival in the House. And as long as he remains speaker, then we have no reason to think this will pass. But even if it doesn't pass, the situation we're setting up is if the Senate approves this bill and a bunch of Republicans, you know, McConnell, Lankford, maybe two dozen others, if they sign on to this, they're making it so the border crisis, which has been so bad that even the mainstream press has to cover it, that they'll pass this and then they'll say, well, there's this bipartisan bill in the Senate that Biden says he will sign that's going to fix all of this. But 
you know, intransigent Republicans in the House are refusing to act. They just want the crisis to continue. And so they're just setting it up. And this is such an obvious outcome that you have to think, is this McConnell? You know, McConnell doesn't like Trump. Is McConnell finding a subtle way to make it so that the Trump presidential campaign will fail, that it'll take away, uh, that it will damage his campaign by trying to shift the border crisis so they can bizarrely blame it on on Donald Trump, on conservative Republicans, who are the only ones who have been wanting to fix this crisis that has been going on for years on end. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So what this is, is everything that we have said on this show, everything that Charlie has said on this show about the uniparty, about controlled opposition, about America last versus America first, uh, this is coming to fruition in this bill. This is this is the uh, there's no clearer picture that I've, I've ever seen. And so instead of protecting our borders, instead of actually dealing with the crisis at hand, they want to go spend billions abroad so that it's an extortion racket on the American people to get us to spend $60 billion on a quagmire against Putin bad. And yeah, okay, oh, Putin's yeah. bad. And let's not forget that. Like, we haven't even gotten to that. This, this bill spends $20 billion on its various border provisions, which we'll explain later in the hour won't work. Yeah. But it spends $60 billion on Ukraine, <laughs> three times as much. No, absolutely. And here, here's the deal, though, is – now we've got Chuck Schumer going out. We should play this tape if we have time before the break. I think we do. Uh, cut three. This is Chuck Schumer basically warning everybody that if we don't do this, or actually ch- cut two, if we don't do this, American troops are going to be fighting in a kinetic war in Eastern Europe. Cut two. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. Extortion, extortion, extortion. It's such a clear picture. It's. I feel bad. We haven't actually even gotten into all. I have a numbered list here. All the reasons that we found so far that the bill is so bad. We'll be digging into all of that throughout the hour and throughout the show because uh, we just it has to be emphasized. This is a bad bill. They call it a border security bill. It's a bill to, if anything, secure Biden the White House in 2024. Hey, everyone. Charlie Kirk here. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they are the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this program, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. So keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use offer code charlie. Join me and make the switch today. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. Join me and make the switch today. That is patriotmobile.com slash charlie and free activation using offer code charlie. We're going through the Senate 
immigration deal, the border deal, as they call it. Uh, it is the deal to, I guess, try to help get Biden reelected this fall because it's certainly not going to secure the border. Well, this this is a good point, actually, you're making inadvertently. The the fact of the matter is that, you know, we, we, we called it the Inflation Reduction Act. If anything, it contributed to inflation and it had nothing to do with inflation. Um, we're calling this the border deal, kind of loose terminology. I don't actually know what the real name is. Maybe you do. This should be dubbed either as the Border Betrayal Act or the Invasion Authorization Act. It is the official this, title is uh, it has it's two bills because it's two things. The first is the National Security Supplemental Appropriations Act. That's the give sixty billion dollars to Ukraine and you know a few billion here and there. And then the second half is the Border Security and Combating Fentanyl Supplemental Appropriations Act of 2024. And then Division C is the Border Act, as they call it. If this does, the the amount of disdain that you must have for the American people in order to have the gall to call it something like that. It's it's um, disdain on two levels it's the disdain to pass a bill that will not help them and will essentially only help people, you know, coming to invade and sponge off and dispossess them. And then also the contempt latent in just putting this forward and essentially thinking we can ram this through, we can lie to you about what's in it and just pass it. And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to remember to primary us in five years? Oh, we think you won't. It's, it's a lot of contempt. And you know, I guess we've been. Well, let's go through it. Yeah, we've been we've been bashing it, but you know, not everyone's read it. So, we've compiled a, a numbered list about ten different reasons this is terrible. So, let's just start with the basics. The central concept of this bill is it creates an emergency authority for the executive branch, the president, to act on the border if there's you know a border emergency, as they declare it. Now, first of all, there's no requirement to declare it. The president can just. Whenever he wants, he doesn't have to declare an emergency. There's never something where he's legally compelled to do it. It's just an option. And as a lot of people have pointed out, the idea that the president needs emergency authority to secure the border is false. The president has already almost total authority to lock down, especially illegal arrivals at the border. We've pointed this out many times. The president could send the guard to the border. He could, send, he could use the military to secure the United States against invasion. Imagine that. So the basic concept of this is already you know, false well, from the get-go. And on that point, Blake, I think it's really important to state that one of the big – if we're going to have a silver lining here, it's the fact that this bill admitted from the jump, even when we got the leaked uh, rough outline of this bill, is that it admitted that you could turn the border on and off like a switch, that they could essentially control – the inflow of illegals to 5,000 a day, or then if it, if we have a surge, we can then turn it off for a number of days. The power is completely within their uh, ability right now. And actually, you know, kudos to, to Speaker Mike Johnson. He's actually been very, very good on this. We've been tough on Mike Johnson on this show, but he's been very, very good on the fact that this bill, A, is dead on arrival, but B, that the president has currently all the authority he's needed, Right. Uh, to get this done. As a matter of fact, there was about 60 different things that that Speaker Mike Johnson has outlined uh, as soon as Biden came into office that he he immediately put into place or reversed Trump era policies to start the border invasion. He is the he's the one who created the problem. 
and he is the one that has the power to stop the problem. And actually, Trump is also, and you just outlined one of the examples here, but the there's multiple, and we will go through them, I promise. I will let, I will let us go through this list of this very, very bad bill. But the, the point is that Trump has also come out now this morning and said, they are the ones that broke it. They are the ones that need to, to fix it. They have all the authority they already need in place in the power of the executive branch to fix this bill. All right, let's keep going through it. Exactly. So it's all so much kabuki theater as, you know, as the metaphor goes that they do all of the song and dance about securing the border, emergency authorizations, and it's all elaborate stuff to make it seem like they're really busy. They're trying hard on the border when, um, as Stephen Miller has pointed out, uh, it's really simple what you need to do. You could pass a one-page bill to secure the border. It's all of this complexity that allows them to get away with it. And we'll be getting into that into the next segment. But that's like the first thing to start with, is that it creates an emergency authority over the border that is fake. And the only accomplishment of this emergency authority is that it's allowed to kick in when illegal entries are at a rate above 1.8 million per year, which is the record before Biden was president. So it sets the Biden-era flood as like a baseline for immigration. Are you ready to lose weight but not sure where to start? I understand. I was right where you are two years ago. Let me tell you why I chose the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Program. First, Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition. There is so much more. They know that 90% of permanent change comes from the mind, and they work on eliminating the reason you gain this weight in the first place. There's no shortcuts, pills, or injections, just solid science-based nutrition and behavior change. And finally, a probably most importantly, I lost 30 pounds. Look, they're amazing. If you want to lose weight, you got to go to myphdweightloss.com. I was just texting with Dr. Ashley Lucas today. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time, call 864-644-1900. Go online at myphdweightloss.com. Do what I did and what hundreds of my listeners have done and call today, 864-644-1900. I recommend their program. Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition, but it's so much more. Go to myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. Call 864-644-1900. I lost over 30 pounds. Dr. Ashley Lucas, great American. Check it out, myphdweightloss.com. There's some breaking news in the break. Uh, The House Republican leadership just released a statement on the Senate immigration bill. And I think it's actually worth reading because it, it hits some of the, I would say, like three or four buckets of why this bill is so disastrous. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, so this is released jointly by Speaker Johnson, Leader Scalise, Whip uh, Emmer, and uh, Chairwoman Stefanik. So we have a good assortment of GOP members here all on board. So that's a good thing to see. Quote, House Republicans oppose the Senate immigration bill because it fails in every policy area needed to secure our border and would actually incentivize more illegal immigration. Among its many flaws, the bill expands work authorizations for illegal aliens while failing to include critical asylum reforms. Even worse, its language allows legals to be released from physical custody, which would effectively endorse the Biden catch-and-release policy. The so-called shutdown authority in the bill is anything but— riddled with loopholes that grant far too much power and discretionary authority to Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who has proven he will exploit every measure possible in defiance of the law 
to keep the border open. The bill also fails to adequately stop the president's abuse of parole authority and provides for taxpayer funds to fly and house illegal immigrants in hotels through the FEMA Shelter and Services Program. It goes on for a little bit, uh, and then it ends, America's sovereignty is at stake. Any consideration of this Senate bill in its current form is a waste of time. It is dead on arrival in the House. They put dead in all caps. We encourage the U.S. Senate to reject it. So that's a very good thing to see. I don't, I'm hoping that this means this isn't going to become law. There's still the danger that the press will use this to just sabotage the 2024 election, boost the Biden administration. But that's not as bad as this actual bill becoming law. But, you know, they'll still try to pass it. There's we have a narrow majority in the House. There's always a chance something comes to pass. There's yeah, there's always a chance something can happen. And just so that the audience is clear, this does need to get 60 votes in the Senate. Right. So 41 senators can uh, basically cause this to not go forward, right? But when you have Schumer, Lankford, you know, maybe Thune, some of uh, McConnell's closest allies getting behind this bill, I mean, I, I, it's it's going to get close, uh, certainly. I, I, we've, we've seen Mike Lee, we've seen some others uh, kind of stand up against this. Uh, I think Rand Paul is a no. We've got, I'm just looking at the list here, we've got Mike Lee, Danes came out against it, which is which is quite something. Um, we've got, uh, Schmidt, uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Rubio is going to be a no. We've got Rick Scott. Uh, there's, there's a number of these guys that are going to hold the line, whether or not it gets through the Senate, I think is a, is an interesting question. Um, but it's not going to pass the house. And I think, I, I feel pretty certain about that when Charlie had a, uh, offline conversation with speaker Johnson a week and a half ago, it was basically a no already then it was dead on arrival then, um, I do think, though, that these buckets that they've laid out in this, in this, uh, in this, I guess you know, joint statement is are are really good. It essentially, you know, gives work authorization. So if you come over the border, remember they don't process you immediately. It takes some time to process you. In the midst of your processing, which could could be several years, you get an, an immediate work authorization, right? We have to bring these people out of the shadows. But what that is, is the magnet to draw even more people here because they know that the system's gamed. Stephen Miller made a great point on uh, on Twitter, I saw, and I think it, it's worth reiterating here, that complexity is the ally of the lawyers and the open borders advocates. Complexity can be gamed. And when you add complexity to... A lot of authority uh, to Alejandro Mayorkas and discretionary authority. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're asking for you're asking for a situation where they not only have the discretion but they have the complexity to game the system even further. So, and then, contrarily, simplicity is the friend of secure borders and sovereignty and deportation. Exactly. If you wanted to secure the border, you just pass a bill and you say. Even if you want to have some asylum, you just say, okay, once you hit the asylum threshold, that's it for the year. Everyone gets turned around. You could do that in two pages. But instead, we have this 350-page bill, which makes it easy for people who understand the process best, which I think probably is the left more than the right overall. And they're able to insert all this stuff that can be used to 
effectively keep the border open no matter what it says. And I just want to rattle through this list quickly. It, it won't take long. This is just what stands out in the bill that we've seen so far. So we mentioned the emergency authority, which is fake, but even this emergency authority, if it's to exist, it kicks in when you have people entering the country at a rate of about 1.8 million a year, which is already that was essentially the record high when Biden took over. So we're locking in that as a baseline. The Biden wave is the minimum before we think an emergency is happening. But on top of that, the emergency authority, can it only exists for three years. Then it sunsets. It would have to be renewed. And there's a cap on how often the president can use it. And it goes down by about a month or two every year until by year three, three years out from now, you could only use the emergency authority for 180 days. That's about six months. And then you just can't. Even if the emergency would immediately resume, you just you know, can't resume it. Sorry, time's up. But that's if the Biden administration were to bother to use this authority. There's no requirement that they do it. They could just ignore it. They could say, don't need it. We're fine. Nothing forces them to use it. Even under this emergency authority, uh, Chris Murphy, the Democrat co-author of this, he's bragging. He's trying to explain why this is such a great deal for Democrats. He points out, even under emergency authority, the Border Patrol has to process 1,400 people a day. That's 500,000 people a year. In his own words, quote, the border never closes. The border never closes, even under an emergency, even when we're being invaded. We just don't close it, ever. There's major loopholes in this. Uh, unaccompanied uh, alien children, UACs as they call them, these are the unaccompanied minors or alleged minors who show up at the border. That's anyone who's under 18 with no guardian, no parent, or anyone who says they're under 18. How do you check? No way to prove it. They're all exempted from this emergency authority. They get let in, same rate, no matter what. More than 100,000 of these people are coming in every year. They're not even counted under this system. Even though this emergency authority only lasts three years, it expands the amount of legal immigration we get for at least five years. So we're giving, we're giving away things to Democrats that last far longer than the supposed concession that we're getting. For at least five years, we add an additional 50,000 new legal immigrant visas, just new additional legal immigrants, totally unrelated to the illegal immigrant crisis at the border. We just have more legal immigration. It creates new pathways to citizenship for the children of H-1B visa holders and for people who came here from Afghanistan. So new ways to become a citizen. It creates a new right to an attorney for all illegal immigrants for their hearings. You just get one paid for by the taxpayers to argue for why you should be let in. But perhaps the most important thing of all in this is all of this is theater because within the bill explicitly says that an immigration officer with the approval of a higher up can just decide to exempt a person from these requirements if they believe the quote totality of the circumstances warrants it so if the totality of the circumstances and it gives some lists of possible justifications like humanitarian concerns or whatever they can just decide law doesn't apply uh we, we're overriding it in this special case so you're just saying, well, the immigration authorities who are overseen by Alejandro Mayorkas, who we are currently impeaching because he has decided to ignore the laws that we already have, he's just allowed now explicitly to just ignore immigration requirements when he thinks it's when he thinks it's a good idea. And 
what's the limiting principle of this? Well, the only limiting principle we would have is the courts. But they took care of that. No worries. Because another provision of this bill is that any challenge to this bill, its constitutionality or how to interpret its provisions, has to be heard by the federal district court uh, for Washington, D.C., uh, so we have you know different Wait, federal repeat courts. That. Re- re- repeat that because it's a big. It's a exactly. I mean, we're so, talking about the most liberal court in the land, save maybe well, New York City yeah. and Ninth. Don't forget the Ninth Circuit. Ninth Circuit is the Ninth, ninth Circuit, circuit sure. for a reason. But but it might so be. We have the different most federal circuits. There's you know the Fifth Circuit, Fourth Circuit, and they govern different states. A lot of good rulings on immigration have come from federal judges. In uh, the Texas circuit, I can't remember what the number is, but that Fifth area. Circuit. Yeah, we yeah. have yeah Fifth Circuit. So we have more conservative circuits, more liberal ones. This one is saying it's got to be the D.C. circuit, which is a relatively uh, liberal circuit and relatively more deferential to federal authority in this way. And you've got to use it. That's the circuit you have to use. So they're just saying we're disabling all of these court rulings that have slowed down the Biden immigration policy. They're nixing that. They're taking it out. And that will never go away, even after this emergency authority uh, sunsets. So we're giving away years of uh, privileges in return for basically nothing. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code Kirk and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. The 100% made in USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code Kirk and get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. That is MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. I think so highly of Mike Lindell. He's a great patriot. He's a terrific person. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. You know, I'm I'm really in awe of this. We we spent so much time talking about the bad parts of the of the border half of this bill that it's worth remembering. There's also the the negotiation was apparently supposed to be that Republicans get concessions on border security, and in return, you know, the Biden administration gets money for various conflicts abroad. And yet, really, it's just both of these things favor Democrats. They get a border revision that empowers Mayorkas, that institutionalizes the Biden flood. And on top of that, they get a ton of money for Ukraine. They get $60 billion. Uh, Charlie had a tweet last night that this border bill mentions deportation or deportable, some variant of the word deport, uh, 10 times over the course of 300-some pages. And this mentions Ukraine 74 times. So they get three times as much money as the border and uh, more than seven times as many mentions in the supposed border deal. Uh, that's not well, all. We get Blake, they, they also get 400 percent more tax money for, you know, foreign countries than for our own. Exactly. Exactly. We get you know, we have five billion for East Asia, Taiwan. Uh, there's 14 billion for Israel. There's just there's a huge amount of you know, deficit spending, borrowed money that will go out of this country. And then we're not stopping the intake into this country. It's just it's 
it is you need to be a special type of DC person to believe that this is a good deal <laughs> or that this is a good yeah. law in any capacity. I I'm a just staggered type of by DC it. person. That must have been the nicest way you could have put that. I think <laughs> a special type of DC idiot. I'll, uh, I'll add. I'll add something there. It, it it's un it's unbelievable. Uh, luckily, I'm I'm happy that so far the house has held firm. Uh, you know, we've had our disappointments with the GOP house, but so far they're not letting us down on this. And I think I think we'll see a lot of the unity against this really fray. So uh, or the unity for this fray apart as they see what the reaction is. We can only hope. Let's play cut number one. The bill that you passed didn't get a single Democratic vote in the House or the Senate. How are you going to get anything done? Or do you just want to make a speech as you admittedly say the border is you say the border's in chaos? Do something about it. Don't just politically posture. That line do something uh, stands out to me. I, I was speaking uh, with someone off the record, but they they were someone who's been meeting with Republicans in Congress. And this is a sentiment that he said exists, that they admit the bill isn't that good. Some of them also say they don't think Biden will use the emergency authority. So the key thing that is in this bill they think won't happen, but they still want to pass this. And the argument apparently was someone literally said that they had to do something, do something, just just do it. No. And can I can I make a point here, Blake, about why that's such a bad idea? You have this CBS poll. And, and I think we have the clip of it uh, somewhere. I think Ryan's, Ryan pulled it. But the, you have this, this, this poll coming out that shows that Trump is up. They've, they pulled Trump v. Biden 16 times. Actually, it might be NBC. It's NBC. I apologize. They've, they've pulled them side by side 16 times. In November, Trump took his first lead ever by two points, still within the margin of error. Today, they, or this weekend, they came out with a new poll has Trump up by five points. That's outside of the margin of error, and it's going the wrong direction for Biden. There's other polls from ABC that show that only 18% of Americans approve of Joe Biden's border policy. If there is ever such a thing as leverage, we have it. This is a bad, bad, bad situation for the Biden regime, and they know it. And so what they're going to try and do is put some sloppy junk garbage bill up on the table and then they're going to try and we're going to say no it's a bad bill we're not going to sign it and they're going to try and put pin this on the republicans for inaction not willing to do anything exactly when and Joe biden has all the authority that he needs right now to do it and then secondarily this is what would happen if you pass this bad bill into law and trump does get elected which he is the odds-on favorite to do right now despite all the shenanigans despite everything He's he's up big in all the, the swing states, all the battleground states that really matter. If you pass this into law, what you are then doing is you are creating – you are hamstringing the president when he does get into office. All of that authority will then now be filtered through this law, this bad, bad bill, and he will not be able to institute a deportation force on day one. He will not be able to close down the border on day one because he's going to have these provisions that say you have to let in 5,000 a day. So you are you are literally cutting your knees out from under you in the future if you allow this bad bill to pass. When right now the the laws on the books are plenty good enough and plenty strong enough to get exactly what we need to accomplish, which is to secure the border. That's the key thing. That is the ultimate myth that has to be busted is the idea that we need new laws to secure the border. The president's powers 
over immigration, over security, are enormous. He is the commander-in-chief of the U.S. military. His obligations include defending the United States from, you know, from enemies. And if when you have this total unrestricted flow of, you know, as we like to say, military-age males from China, from literally anywhere on planet Earth, it is very easy to classify that as, you know, an incursion into the United States that is against the United States' interests. The president can act against that. And they use all of this kabuki theater, all these complex laws, to obscure that fact. And like we say, this bill doesn't force the president to do deportations. It doesn't force him to secure the border. But what it does do is it has various provisions that set the Biden flood as the baseline, as the bare minimum, as the natural amount of illegal inflow to a country. The new normal. An, an unprecedented amount, not just in American history, in any country's history, in the history of the world, is now set yes. as the natural organic baseline for how this country is supposed to operate. And we have to call that out as insane. And it's been pointed out that this is polling well for us. But we should make the point, if this were a real border security bill that would secure the border, that would deport people... Even if it would take the issue away from it, uh, from us for the election, we should pass it because it's good for the country. Yes. But this is not yeah. a bill that is good for the country. It is not good for the American people. It is not good for the border. It's not good for anyone except Joe Biden, Democrats in D.C., and every business in the country and every political group that wants unlimited open borders forever. Cheap labor. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. Blake and I were honored to be here with you. If this show has meant anything to you, if you've gotten something out of it, if you support the work that we do, feel free to visit members.charliekirk.com and become a subscribed member of our insider community. It's called Charlie Kirk Exclusive. We'd love to have you join. You make what we do here possible. You give us the courage to stand up against the censorship mob and the cancellation army, and it means the world to us when you do. Lots of exclusive content just for you. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless.